Greenside, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 U.S. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you this morning. Uh, got guest Jack Lundin. Who's Jack Lundin? Well, we're going to find out. Jack, how are you this morning? I'm good. Well, before we we dive into your your adventure, I'm going to call it on Monday. Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm Jack Lundin. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I uh, am a sophomore here at the University of Missouri and play golf for them. Uh, freshman year, I did play at University of Nebraska-Lincoln and then transferred with my coach, Coach Hankins, here to Missouri and... Yeah, I'm a sophomore now and studying business management. We know Coach Hankins, so yeah, that's 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 good to know. Um, so Monday, U.S. Open local uh, at Riverside's Blue Top Ridge Golf Course. Uh, Jack, had you seen that course or played that course before? Uh, I had not. So I just played the practice round on the Saturday, or I'm sorry, the Sunday before, and that's all I've seen it going into the practice round and maybe even after the practice round, I guess, what, what was your kind of your feeling after seeing the course for the first time? You know, it, it's a very, very nice course. And funny enough, I've been playing uh, very, very wet courses lately and to play a dry course, it felt good. Um, but knowing that it was going to be windy and the practice round was windy, it uh, definitely gave me a good view of the course and how it was going to play. And I knew it was definitely going to be a challenge regardless. So Monday, you, you probably get out to the range and it's, it, at least for us, at least for me, it was kind of the first hot day that we, mm. that we had and it, and it went, it went hot pretty quick and it was windy too. Um, mm. So you're on the range. What, what's kind of the outlook just knowing that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough day with the, the heat and the wind and not only the, the golf course challenge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just a, it's just a matter of survival. It's, you know, it's one round. So every little mistake you make is, is even bigger because it's just one day. So it's just going out there, getting pars and just getting the birdies when you have the chances. Um, yeah. And just surviving. Uh, had you played in a U.S. Open local before? I have. Yep. I've played for the last five, six years okay. and yep. I made it, I made it, I made it through last year as well. Okay. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I, I was trying to look back on some, some previous years and I wasn't, wasn't having as, as much luck as I thought I was going to. So I, I thought okay. you had, um, talk to me about just, you know, just kind of the process of, of knowing, knowing you have 18 holes ahead of you, but it's like, Hey, I can't, you know, I can't make too many, too many mistakes and probably no big mistakes. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely a little more nerve wracking, but, uh, I, it, it's a good challenge all, all around. I I've been, uh, trying to just really work on my mental game lately and it's it's different when it, you know you just have 18 holes rather than 54 holes so it just it makes you focus a little more and I, I think that helps me and I, I need to learn how to do that for 54 holes as well uh one question I always kind of like to ask the guys uh you know that, that qualify and sometimes I get some some interesting stories and, and maybe this is the case with you maybe not but what made you choose uh, the, the qualifier that, that was at Riverside. So I, I had three of my teammates play at the St. Louis one and I, I, I definitely thought about it, but my dad always likes to caddy for me because he has, well, the, I, I get two tournaments a year to caddy with you and that's the state am 
or three tournaments, the state am, the USAM, and then the US Open qualifier. And he wants as many opportunities to do that as possible. And and Riverside was kind of in the middle for for us because I me coming from Missouri and him coming from Sioux Falls, it kind of kind of was perfectly in the middle. Well, I wondered if it yeah, I wondered if it had something to do with either you were with I'm not sure when your finals and all that good stuff is, but I thought, well, maybe it was on a, you know, that's kind of on your route, sort of kind of that, going back up that way or, or what it was. So I was curious. Yeah, de definitely, definitely. Uh, it uh, scheduling was definitely a factor. I mean, I could have played in the Sioux Falls one, but it, it's just, I didn't know what my schedule looked like uh, a month ahead, just because college golf and school is just so, so busy and it can change in an instant. So I just felt like the Riverside Iowa was my best chance as, as like a scheduling factor and just traveling wise as well. For sure. So you started on, start on one. We had a split T start uh, on Monday and got off to a good start. I would say two under through four. And, and I kind of think that course, like the first, I think the first four holes are very scorable. Um, so was that kind of like, Hey, if, if I can get out to a good, good lead or you're not a good lead, but a, a good start and kind of settle into things. Was that kind of a game plan? Um, it, it was not, honestly, I okay. was, I was, I was definitely struggling with my game a little bit going, going into that weekend and worked really hard with my dad, just trying to figure out what I was doing. And so I kind of just went out there with no really expectations and just tried to make good swings rather than focus on the results. And, you know, they just kind of happened to make, making a birdie on one definitely helped the, the momentum for the day. And, I think just going out there with no expectations definitely helped me. Your front nine, like I said, you, you made a couple birdies, you know, through the first through first four holes and then, you know, made a bunch of pars. Was it to kind of walk me through, I guess, your front nine, was it was it a pretty, you know, hit on the green two putt kind of pars or were you scrambling a little bit or was it a little bit of everything? Um, so I actually, I did not miss a green on the front side. So yeah. I, I definitely gave myself a lot of looks and I, I, if I made a couple more putts, it would have been, it would have been a good, good front nine. But like I said, I mean, it's just about making pars and not making mistakes. And I, I was very, very content with two under through nine and especially with the really, really windy conditions. Kind of a, a two part question, Jack, uh, do, do you kind of watch the, the leaderboard as you're playing? And then did you kind of have a sense of maybe what a, what a score or number you might need? would be maybe say halfway through the day? You know, honestly, I had no clue what scoring would be. I, I, I have played in the Sioux Falls one and I always have a sense of what the scoring is going to be there just because I've played there. But I had really no idea what the scoring would be in Iowa just because I've never played there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not usually a scoreboard watcher, but when I uh, made the mistake on 15, I definitely looked to see where I was at. I was going to get to that. And uh, I wanted to bring it up because you, you did qualify. So, I, you know, it wasn't yes. a little touchy subject, but, but we can, we can laugh about it a little bit, but, but first Eagle yeah. on 12, tell me about your Eagle on 12. Uh, hit a good drive down the middle and, you know, the wind was kind of pretty much just straight left to right going up that uh, fairway. Um, and it was about 275 to the pin. And I told my dad, I'm literally just going to try to hit a two iron as hard as possible. And just because I didn't feel that, that confident with a three wood, just, I didn't want to blow it over the green and hit a really, really good two iron, just short of that pin and made the really good putt going up that hill. 
Nice, nice. So you're sure so you're 400 through 12. Uh, mm. Got to feel like you're obviously in, in a great position. Um, make a couple more pars on 13 and 14, and then 15 comes up. Mm-hmm. You put the old double square on the the scorecard uh, triple. Uh, what happened there? Yeah. So I hit two iron just just in the first cut, which was fine. And you know I didn't make a full swing really all day. I was just kind of chipping everything under the wind just so it wouldn't get like touched as much. But uh, for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to take a full swing on that one and just kind of pulled it a little and got a really, really bad plug lie in that front left bunker and left it in the bunker and then hit it just, and it was on that severe upslope for the bunker shot and then just kind of hacked that one out and then proceeded to three putt from there. (laughs) It happens, doesn't it? Yeah, that's golf. So before we, we, we dig into your 16th and 17th hole, so you're staying on 16th tee. Are you concerned? Are you, have you already forgot about 15? What's, what's your mindset, you know, those heading into those last three holes? You know, I was, I was definitely pretty upset with myself just because I knew I was, I was playing well and I, I didn't necessarily have too much concern that I was going to qualify with the score I was at making that triple, I was, I was pretty worried. So I checked the leaderboard and saw that I was two back of uh, Mac. Um, and I was just like, well, we got to make some birdies coming in. And yeah, so that, that was definitely the thought process before um, 16, just because I wanted to make sure I had no worries going in or just waiting there for the rest to get done. So I knew I had to make some birdies. Sure. Well, 16 and 17 birdie birdie. Pretty good, pretty good bounce back, and uh, I think that's just just shows that you know you were you were focused and you knew what you had to do, and you were able to get it. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but you were able to shoot sixty nine, co medalist with Matt Mackler. Uh, end of the day, you tap, you know, you tap in on eighteen, or maybe you made a nice putt. I guess I don't know what you did on eighteen. Did you did you have a sense of like, hey, okay, I'm I'm right there? Uh, you know, like I said, I checked the leaderboard a little bit just because I was like, oh, okay, where am I at? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was three under going into 18 and I was just like, well, we've got a tough, tough back left pin with howling right to left wind. And I'm just in the rough in the fairway. So I got it on and actually lipped out my birdie putt. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's, I felt like I finished at a good spot and getting in there with many holes left or with guys that have many holes left. I felt like I had a pretty good chance and especially the wind was starting to pick up even more at that time. So I felt like I got in with a good number and had a good chance. Jack, do you feel like you, you're a, a pretty good wind player? Did, does the wind, you know, do you feel like, hey, I, I can hit some shots that and get around this course or, or a course in general when it is windy? You, you know, I, I've had to grow up with it being from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Exactly. Yeah, um, yep. And here in Missouri is definitely not uh, calm weather. Uh, here in the spring and stuff like that, it definitely gets pretty windy. Um, as from what I've seen this year anyway. Uh, so we, we've had our fair share of practicing and playing in the wind. So I felt like I, my game was pretty, pretty well prepared for it, but obviously everyone still has work to do regardless. Um, Jack, moving forward a little bit, what did you put down for your preferences for final qualifying for the U S open? You know, for my first preference, I think I put the, columbus ohio like the tour stop one yep and i put the other ohio one down as my second if i remember right and then i 
don't remember where I put the third preference. Okay. Okay. And I know, so, I mean, sometimes that's kind of up in the air. I, I never really know exactly how that, you know, goes about as far as how they exactly, you know, a lot, all the spots, but um, I'm, yeah. I guess I'm curious, are you, are you a guy? Cause I, when I coached, I would always tell guys go to the spot that has the most spots and then, and that's Columbus. That's, you know, that's where the tour mm-hmm. guys are. Cause I'm like, you know what? Like you don't have to beat almost every single person, you know, you can have two hot rounds and, and maybe, you, you know, maybe you finish, you know, fifth or sixth, but you, you get a spot. What, and you yeah. played in several of these, like you said, what do you have kind of a thought process of, of obviously you have to get through the local, but what, when you get to that sectional, are you thinking, Hey, I want to go somewhere. Cause sometimes it's a course, maybe there's a course on the final that, that you've played before or that, you know, or you're, you're maybe going somewhere, like I said, where there's, Hey, there's 16 spots. Yeah. You know, I played in the, like I said, I made it through last year through Sioux Falls and uh, I actually got to play at the tour stop last year in Columbus. Okay. And, you know, it was a great experience. I, I played with Rory Sabatini, who is the silver nice. medalist Yeah. Um, for the Olympics. I mean, just seeing what my game is compared to his makes me realize that I got a lot of work to do. Um, and you know, that, that motivates me really. And like you said, yes, there, there is more spots there. And I think that's very, that's the main reason why I choose there. And it's also pretty cool to play with all the pros. I mean, throwing down a couple of balls on the putting green and see Padraig Harrington doing the same thing right next to you. is is pretty, uh, pretty fun. Well, and it's one of those things too. You you never, as you know, with golf, you never know when you're going to get back. So you, you probably try to soak in those experiences. I mean, you're you're trying to stay focused. You got you know 36 holes with a, a big prize at the end, but it, it's it's probably a lot about the experience too, isn't it? De- definitely. I mean, that last year was definitely the experience, soaked it up. But now this year, now that I know I've 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 had those memories. Um, I've had those good fun memories with last year, but now I, I want to actually qualify this year. So since I've had those memories. Jack, you obviously have played in, in USAM qualifiers, 36 whole days. So, you know, it's going to be the same as at the final mm-hmm. qualifying for the U.S. Open. Can you just talk to me about those 36 whole days and kind of how it's, it's just a grind and, and kind of you, mm-hmm. how do you go about it? You know, it's definitely a battle. And especially with the Columbus, Ohio one playing it at two different courses, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a battle. I mean, because one, you don't get to eat or, or like, you don't have much time to stop and sit down and have a good meal. Right. So you kind of have to manage your, manage how you eat during the round, eat sandwiches here, there, eat bananas here, there, drink water, make sure that you're always just hydrated and fueled and not lacking any energy. Um, it's, I mean, yeah. And even though it's two rounds, you still have to manage it. You still have to manage just like uh, your mistakes because every little mistake is just amplified because you, you don't know what, what the scores are going to be and you just kind of got to go out there and play your game and limit, it, limit your mistakes as much as possible. Well, Jack, we, uh, we were glad to, glad to see you come through our qualifier and, and we wish you nothing but the, the best of luck in uh, final qualifying and uh, look, uh, look forward to maybe, maybe talking to you after uh, – Final qualifying, if, if all goes well. How's that sound? Yes, yeah, sounds very good. Thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate coming on the podcast. And uh, like I said, good luck down the road. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Have a good day.
All right, welcome back to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with Matt McClear. Mac, uh, before we dive in, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, Mac McClear. I'm a junior at the University of Iowa. Um, I'm from outside Chicago, and I'm happy to be on this podcast. We're uh, happy to help, happy to have you, I should say, uh, co-medalist at the U.S. Open local qualifier over at Riverside's Blue Top Ridge Golf Course with uh, 300 par 69 on a on a tough day, wasn't it, Mac? Yes, it was. Um, I think it was probably close to 25 mile an hour winds. Um, at least it was warm, though. We've had a tough spring here in Iowa, so the uh, the heat was really nice to have. Now I got a question. Do you guys, as a as the team, do you guys use Riverside much? I I wasn't sure on that. Um, yeah, we do. Um, this spring we haven't really used it much, but um, in the past we've definitely used it a bunch. Um, so yeah, definitely a course I'm familiar with and comfortable on. Obviously, you know, with that course being you know right outside of Iowa City, it was it was probably kind of a no brainer to to go to that one. But how much I guess does course knowledge for an event like that play into maybe your you know your decision of of where you're going to try and qualify um yeah no it's definitely huge anytime you can get a course that you're uh, familiar with and comfortable on I think you have to go with that one um and then also it being 15 minutes away makes it makes it pretty easy too um never easy trying to travel somewhere um you know stay somewhere do a practice round um you know, I didn't really even have to do a practice round. And I just kind of, you know, slept in my own bed, got up, went there, played the course, and, and qualified. We talked about the the wind. Uh, how much did that, I guess, change the course maybe from what you're used to? Because I, I heard from a few guys that said the wind was actually kind of a, a different wind than what's usually out there. Um, You know, I'm not really sure what the okay. usual wind is out there. Um. I think at this point I've kind of seen it with every wind. Um, so I guess that was, that was no issue for me. Um, you know, I guess it's usually a fairly easy course for us. Um, it's, you know, pretty wide open off the tee and it's not too challenging around the greens, but, um, anytime you got that wind, it makes it a, makes it a challenge out there. Adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Did you have a, a score in mind maybe going into Monday of what you kind of thought? I mean, maybe minus the, the wind factor, because I I kind of had 500 in my mind that I thought would be a, a good score. Obviously, you figured someone would maybe go out and shoot a low one. But with the wind, did you kind of have a number in mind entering the day? Yeah, no, I thought we were uh, we were talking about it before. Um, and we saw the forecast or whatever, saw the wind, and uh, we went with two under. Okay. Two wonder that that ended up being the the number you had to get to to make it. So we were we were spot on actually. That was right on there. Yeah, I kind of I missed the the wind the wind as much as it was supposed to be forecast. But yeah, I thought uh, you know something around a couple under once I saw the the wind predictions. I was like, ah, yeah, for gonna, sure. you know, that's probably probably a shot or or two each side probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, at least a shot off the tee. I thought, yeah. So um, you started on the back nine. Um, 34 you're you're in good good spirits uh there I, I would guess got off to a good start which is probably important in a in a qualifier like this isn't it yeah no for sure yeah with it being a uh, only 18 hole qualifier you gotta you don't have to get off to a good start but it, it certainly helps um i think that stretch from kind of like 10 to 15 there is probably the hardest on the course at least for me 
Um, so my goal was just to kind of get through that stretch and even, um, and I was able to make, you know, a nice par on 10 and 11, which were playing tough with the wind, um, made a birdie on 12 and then bogey 13, but then I was able to, you know, reach my goal of even through the first five or six or whatever, um, that kind of gave me a lot of confidence. And then I was able to, to birdie 16 and 17, which are kind of the easier holes in the back there. Um, and then I kind of just got in a rhythm from there and, and, you know, played solidly throughout the rest of the round. I was going to say, it looked like you had a, a pretty, pretty steady day, a health, healthy dose of pars, which, you know, a day like that's uh, never a bad thing, is it? No, not at all. Um, I mean, kind of with that wind, you know, any hole you could really kind of mess up. Um, even the easy ones, you know, if you get it going the wrong way and the wind takes it, you can kind of, you can get out of position pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, no, definitely a lot of pars. And I was never really um, kind of stressed at any point. I kind of kept it kept it under control pretty well. And then my short game kind of saved me whenever I needed it to. Um, did you feel like, you know, with it being as windy, um, you know, maybe early in your round, you, you felt like, hey, let's just kind of let things kind of come to me. You know, if I make a couple of putts, great. But, you know, pars are going to be going to be gold. Um, yeah, for sure. I've actually, I've had actually a lot of success in the wind. I won the uh, Big Ten Championship last year in similar wins, um, I guess. And, you know, Chicago, there's always, there's usually a lot of wind. So I'm, I'm very comfortable kind of playing in the wind um, and being patient, just kind of letting it come to me, like you said. Um, I think that's, you know, really important. Anytime you start to kind of push for birdies or anything like that is the second you kind of get into trouble. And I've, I've really tried to stay away from that. Now I apologize. Cause I don't know this. Have you played in some U S open locals in the past? I have. Um, I think I did last year in Indiana. I didn't make it. Um, COVID didn't do one, but then senior year of high school, I did one back in Chicago at uh, Cog Hill. Okay. And I, uh, I made it out there senior year of high school, actually. Um, okay. then where, I went, uh, where did you go for, for what was then sectional qualifying now called? I went to the, qualifying. Uh, where did you go from there? Went to the Columbus site. Okay. Um, played at Sayota in Brookside, I believe. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Sayota was a really good experience. That course is, is really pure. Um, and I got to play with, uh, got to play with Eric Van Ruyen. Okay, sure. And I, uh, I watched him, watched him shoot like, he shot maybe like one over first round at Brookside, and then he shot like sixty four or something at Sayota, um, and qualified. Okay. So that that sixty four at uh, at Sayota was probably the best golf I've ever seen, to be honest. Fun to fun to be in the 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 same you know the same realm same you know group when you when you, obviously you want to be doing it too but. You know, right. it's been fun to you learn. You probably learned something from it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just kind of. It was just a lot of fun to see how he kind of carried himself, um, how he kind of strategically went about the golf course, um, how he kind of just mentally kept himself in it, I guess. Because um, I mean, you know that you have to, you know, shoot low scores to make it out of there, and he uh, didn't really get off to a good start. He was kind of struggling, but he just it was just amazing how he kind of just kept with it and just kept kind of doing the same things. And then um, I think eventually he just kind of 
started to make a few putts and got the got the momentum going and just and just ran with it, which was just sure. cool to see. For sure. Um, you know, said you played in, in one of the, you know, final final qualifying spots before. What do you what do you take from that experience moving moving on this year? Um, yeah, you know, I think uh senior year of high school I probably wasn't uh, as confident in myself, I guess. Um I was kind of just, you know, there to to, I mean, obviously I tried to, to qualify, but I think it was a little too, too big of a moment for me. Um, I didn't play very well, kind of first time playing with a, a tour pro like sure. that. Um, sure. uh, but, you know, I definitely learned a lot. And I think this year I'm definitely going to go in there with more of a positive attitude and more of a kind of self-belief and confidence that I can, you know, I can play, play that good of golf and that I could, I can make it out. What uh, what did you put down for your your preference on final qualifying? I assume maybe one of the Columbus ones. I think I put both the Ohio ones, the okay. Columbus and Springfield. I think I'm not exactly sure to be honest, but I think that's what I would have done. Okay, okay, and I and I I can't remember exactly, and I can't even tell you exactly how even they they go about that. I think it's some sort of mathematical. Equation, yeah, I don't. Some I sort, don't but yeah, it's it's always kind of funny how, and it, cause I know guys that have gotten through and, you know, it's maybe their third, you know, choice or, or whatever that they get. So I think it, it depends on a lot of things, but I've always thought, and you, you kind of tell me if you're, if you're thinking the same thing, I always think guys should go to where the most spots are available. You know, I feel like the spots that maybe have only like three or four, it's like, man, you gotta, you gotta go low probably both rounds where maybe the ones where it's the more spots, you know, like, like you mentioned with the, with Eric, you know, you can kind of hang in there and maybe that, that second round you catch fire and, and can, can nab one of those spots. It's up for, up for grabs. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely think that's a good strategy. Um, now the problem you run into is though, at those, uh, those, uh, you know, spots with a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of qualifiers, you gotta, you got a lot of those Eric Van Ruyens in there. You got a deep deal. Um, I agree. Yep. I agree. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> You got to play some, I mean, I think no matter where you go, you got to play, you know, just some really good golf. Um, so I guess I try not to think about that much, you know, think about that too much. Um, I guess, you know, like the qualifier at blue top, I think had probably less spots than, than usual. Um, but then, yeah, but then the field's not as deep. So, I mean, it's just, regardless, you gotta, you gotta just play good golf. Uh, can you talk about kind of how, how much fun it was both you and your teammate Garrett getting through? Yeah, no, for sure. That was fun. Um, he's kind of rounding into form a little bit. He wasn't, he didn't play great last fall and kind of the beginning of the spring, but he, uh, he got second at our home event back in April. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, he's definitely been playing better. Um, wish he started playing a little better before, but uh you know, I think that's a really good sign for him kind of going into the, into the summer and at least for us next year, trying to uh, have a little better season. Uh, Mac, what's, what's kind of your preparation, maybe practice schedule look like between now and the, the final qualifying dates? Well, tomorrow I leave for um, the uh, regionals down in we, yeah. uh, me and my other teammate Ronan, who he lives in Switzerland, so he didn't play in the, the qualifier okay. um but we're going down to oklahoma's individuals to play in the regional um so i guess yeah we got that going and then after that it'll just be i think i was kind of going to hang around iowa city just kind of practice and play um just try to get get my game as, as sharp as i can before the sectionals
I would guess that that regional is probably about as good a prep as you can get for for the next stage, I would guess, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, should be, you know, every regional is a, you know, a top tournament, a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. I think in our regional, we have, you know, both Oklahoma and Texas playing, um, you know, a lot of good players there. Um, you know, the regional field's always really deep. Should be, it's at, uh, it's at Jimmy Austin, Oklahoma's home course. Mm-hmm. Um, never, I've never been to Oklahoma, so I don't really know know what that's about but it'll be yeah be real good preparation good experience for sure yeah uh mac i failed to to ask you you when you say make making the turn there on monday are you a guy that kind of keeps an eye on the scoreboard or do you kind of just keep the the blinders on and kind of see where the chips may fall it uh it really depends um i usually try not to check till kind of later in the round um i think you can it's not really any beneficial to check kind of early on. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. You know, a lot of golf left. Anything can happen. You kind of got to just kind of stay your course. Um, but I think around once I got to like hole five or something, I was, you know, four under, mm-hmm. um, I think I checked to see, see what I was at just to kind of see if I had to push or just kind of hold on for the last four. And I think I saw I was, I was leading at that point. I think, guys were like only two under or something at that point mm-hmm. um so at that point i kind of knew you know if i could just kind of wobble into the clubhouse here i'd be I'd be <laughs> all right stay upright right yeah right <laughs> yeah well back uh i appreciate you taking taking time out of your day uh to talk to us uh wish you nothing but the best down at regionals and uh also at uh, final qualifying for the u.s open and Hopefully we'll have you back on after a, a successful uh, trip to wherever you do do go for final qualifying. All right. Thank you. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. All right. Welcome back to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you again. Got Garrett T with us. Uh, Garrett had a little bit of success Monday at the U.S. Open local, and we'll talk about that. But uh, before we get going, uh, Garrett, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name's Garrett. Uh, I grew up in uh, Illinois, played high school golf in the Chicagoland area, and then I uh, moved down to Texas after my senior year. My parents moved there, and then I obviously committed to University of Iowa, and then uh, I've been here ever since, so I love it. Well, like I said, uh, Monday at Riverside's Blue Top Ridge Golf Course, uh, two under 70 round in a pretty tough day from from the sounds of things. I wasn't there, but uh, had a little heat and uh, a lot of wind. Yeah, it was it was a pretty decently hot and it was real windy. It was uh, pretty tough conditions. It was we've been playing this fall or this spring and wind all semester. So I felt like I had a little advantage. I mean, almost every tournament we played was in a lot of wind we just came back from big tens where we it was really windy so um but it, it was it was very hard conditions had you personally played uh at blue top much yeah so our, our team plays out there a lot so i've played there probably at least 50 times so i i, I had uh, a lot of experience playing that course well, I was just going to ask you, you know, playing in Texas, you probably played in a, in a little bit of wind there. And, and like you said, this spring has just been been crazy. Uh, tell me kind of about your, you know, you kind of get to the range and everything and you, you realize it's going to be a, a really windy day. What was your mindset going into to the round? 
Right, right. So, like, we had, like, three or four three or four of our guys on our team playing. So, we kind of were all, like, the night before looking at the weather. And we're like, oh, it's going to be windy again. So, we are kind of, you know, just preparing yourself mentally the night before. And before you even get to the range, just, you know, you're going to hit bad shots. The wind's going to affect your ball. Like, it's, it's like you're going to get unlucky. So, just playing that, just knowing that's going to happen and keeping, keeping yourself in it uh, definitely helped a lot. Is it tough for you um, mentally? You know, you, you're going to a course that that I feel like yields a lot of birdies, and, right, right. Uh, and knowing you know, hey, conditions are going to be tough, so so pars are going to be a good score. Is that is that something that's that's tough for a guy like you, knowing that like, hey, it's a course that you can really score at when it's you know maybe the wind's down and, and conditions are really good. Yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of hard to like you know think about it because like you know, like this course, you can shoot six, seven, eight under, but Mm -hmm. in those conditions, a par on a birdie hole may be good. And like, just knowing that is definitely, definitely helps you. So, I mean, we were, we were just going over at the beginning. I mean, even par, we thought even par would be around getting in and it was pretty darn close. So I think just having like knowing expectation definitely helps a lot. Well, you, uh, you started off on the back nine, uh, got off to, I would say, it's a pretty good start, only one over through nine. Obviously, you'd like to make a, a lot of birdies, but like we talked about, the conditions were, uh, were tough. Uh, where, where, was your, where was your game? Yeah, so I started on the back. I would rather have started on the front, but, you know, 10, 10's a not-so-easy not hole. It was dead into the wind. I hit driver in the bunker, made good par on the first, but kind of got going a little slowish, but uh, I on the on nine or 18 it was real windy i had like a 30 footer down the hill and i i just touched it and went like seven feet by three putted that you know and i just kind of told myself you know what you you probably wouldn't have three putted that if the wind wasn't so you know so windy so then i I got to the front birdied the first three holes so i was feeling i got real hot there so then I, i felt real comfortable after that so yeah well, you led me into my my next question. You uh, you make the turn. I don't know if you you glance at the leaderboard or not, but you reel off three straight birdies. So you you got to think you're you're back into the the place you want to be. Right, right. I did. I definitely did glance at the leaderboard after night. I saw. I was like, I was close. I was like top ten, and then I was I was like, you know what? There's nothing to lose here. You might as well just go out, try to just shoot your best. So I just. Yeah, I, I hit a unreal wedge shot on the first hole on the top pin tier. Got it to the back for like ten feet, made that, and then yeah, hit. I I started reeling some good putts in, so it was uh it was good. Those last few holes, you uh you made a nice birdie on seven. You know, to kind of keep that round going. Yep. Did you kind of have an idea where you stood? Say the last I don't know three or four holes. Yeah. So I uh, after like. 14 I knew I was I was two under and then I made a bogey and then I was like I got a par five coming up if I can birdie this and par in I think I'll have a good shot so I I birdied seven made a really good birdie on seven hit the green and two and two putted and then eight I hit a hit a pretty bad tee shot into the into the bunker on the upslope short of the green I hit an unreal bunker shot and I just had a tap in par and then I just went to the last just I was thinking make par or just give your shot of Give yourself a shot for birdie. Garrett, you know, you reel off the three straight birdies at that point. Are you kind of thinking, Hey, this might be my day. Or are you more of like, Hey, I got, you know, I got six more holes. I gotta, I gotta get the job done here. 
Yeah, I kind of knew from the from the start, even though I shot one over on the front nine, I knew I kind of had I had my game like first two holes. I lipped out birdie putts. I had a couple other putts on the front nine inside 10 feet that just didn't drop, but started online and were good putts. So I didn't score as well as I thought I should have on the front nine. So I really like had a great mindset the whole day because I knew I was playing well. I just was just needed to wait for it to come. For sure. Uh, Garrett, have you played in some of the U.S. Open locals in the past? I, I apologize. Yeah, I've, I I've played in a couple. I've played okay. in a couple. In, one, one in Illinois, and then I played one in Texas. I've never qualified, so this is my first time. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Uh, where, where do you have as your, uh, I guess, your preference for final qualifying? I did. I did Dallas. So there's, I live right okay. in between Dallas and Fort Worth. So I just picked the Dallas one. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that one. So it'll be nice. I'm going home today back to Dallas so I can prepare for that. Nice. Have you, uh, have you played that course before and, or what do you, what do you know about it? I have not played the course, but before my freshman year at, uh, at Iowa, the team played the course. So they've been giving me a little insight on it and I've, I've been around it and I know what it is and I've looked it up. So I, I mean, I haven't played it, but I definitely know a lot about it. So we always, we always think about, you know, Texas being windy, but Garrett, I'm curious what, you know, for somebody here in Iowa that's maybe listening to the podcast, give me, give me a summary of, of golf in Texas. Do you get yeah, so, everything? Is it, just tell me about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought, cause I grew up in Illinois and it, it was a little windy in the Midwest, but it wasn't too terrible. And then I, everyone always told me, Oh, Texas is so windy. And when I moved down there, I just didn't see it. I mean, there's definitely windy days, but sure, it's sure. not, I mean, I live kind of in the, you know, suburbs in between Dallas and Fort Worth. So it's not really like, I'd say more West Texas where there's more, a lot open land and stuff like that. It's real windy, but honestly, since I've came to Iowa, I think Iowa is the most windy state. It's been real windy here. <laughs> I was going to say this spring has been, it's been just it's crazy. Been, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been like windy every single day. So, but yeah, um, Texas golf is great. I love it. I'm definitely would never move from there. So I plan on staying there and try to, play professional golf there so um yeah texas golf is great garrett what uh what are going to be some of the keys for you down in dallas to to have things go your way uh i think just i'm gonna set up a couple practice rounds just uh you know get a couple good practice rounds get a yardage book you know do some homework before and you know i think honestly just prepare the same way i did for this the first local qualifying you know even though I don't know the course, just have the same mindset, whether it's windy or not, and just go out there and shoot your, shoot your best. Well, as we both know, the, the next stage is 36 holes and you guys play a lot of 36 hole days, usually the first and first and second rounds of, of your uh, collegiate meets. Do you, do you think that's going to help you, you know, knowing it's going to be a long day? Yeah, I think that's definitely an advantage. We played a lot of 36 hole events our first day this uh during college this spring so i think you know like when we come into our first one after a break when we come back from like going home like the first one's always tougher than the last two because you know you're used to having that mindset of playing 36 holes and your legs get used to it and all that so i think definitely having that is definitely an advantage we well, talked about you had a handful of your teammates there playing in the qualifier just curious what to kind of fun to have another teammate get through wasn't it yeah it was it was really cool you know unfortunately not all of us made it through but you know Matt getting through that was really cool so we got a picture and 
coaches loved it and they posted and everything. So yeah, it's really cool to have two of us go on to the next, next stage. You, uh, you said you're going to head down to Dallas where you, you know, you kind of know that area for, for final qualifying. Uh, is it a matter of like, Hey, you know, I got a job, you know, ahead of me that I got to get done over 36 holes or do you kind of like, Hey, I'm going to kind of enjoy this experience as well. and try to soak it up as well. Cause as we know, with golf, you just never know when uh, maybe that next chance is going to come. Right. Right. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, I mean, obviously the goal is to qualify. I mean, that would be awesome. And, you know, wanting to play professional golf, this would be the next step of qualifying for that. So, but also at the same time, it's my first time qualifying. There's going to be a lot of good players. There's a lot of good pros, maybe even PGA guys that aren't, aren't, aren't already in the tournament. So, sure. you know, just, I think, yeah, definitely enjoy it, but uh, try, try my best and see what, see what happens. Well, Garrett, uh, we wish you nothing but uh, luck down there in Dallas and, uh, and keep it going and maybe we'll, uh, catch up with you after maybe a successful uh, qualification in the U.S. Open. How's that sound? Sounds great. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you. Got Connor Pack with us. Uh, Connor traveled over to Omaha Country Club on Monday, this past Monday, uh, U.S. Open qualifying, and was one of two players to break par on a, on a tough day, at least at it was here in the, the Metro, Connor, a uh, tough day over in Omaha as well with the, the wind and the heat finally. Yeah, it was uh, it was very tough. I had never been over to Omaha Country Club before. Obviously, I know uh, they had the senior open there last summer. And I remember watching a little bit of on TV, um, but not a whole lot. And I heard it was hilly, but yeah, it was, yeah, one of the hillier courses I've had to walk. And yeah, between, I mean, it was hot and yeah, not being really used to any heat yet here this year. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a tough walk, but it was uh, it was a good day. Well, like I said, you were uh, one of two players to break par. Was it a day of just survival? Yeah, I mean, it was. I was talking about this with a friend. I mean, it almost felt like a a college golf round. Um, just you know, sometimes you got some little more difficult conditions where you know par sometimes par is was a good score and. Uh, yeah, par was par was good on uh, in that qualifier there. So yeah, I mean it was just just grinding. I mean I, I yeah I I think I I tend to maybe enjoy a little, maybe a little tougher conditions, you know, harder golf course and yeah, you know, there's a little wind and um, yeah, it was playing tough. So yeah, just grinding out pars. Um, so yeah, I made a couple bogeys on the front. Actually, I bogeyed both of the par fives on the front nine. Um, and those were my only bogeys all day. I had a good back nine. I think I shot three under in the back nine coming in. So, um, yeah, I was very pleased. It was it was good. You said you hadn't hadn't seen the course before, uh, Connor. And, and I've been over there. I haven't played it. I've kind of been in the pro shop and kind of looked around. We had a meeting over there a couple of years ago, and we we stopped out there. But um, obviously, Hilly. Uh, how else would you maybe describe the course for those that haven't seen the course? I mean, obviously, you just said hilly. I mean, that was, I mean, just, yeah, a lot of elevation. I mean, there was, I mean, it was up or down 10 or 20 on many of the holes out there. Um, the rough was very thick. Um, I think I hit, I counted up after, I think I hit about half of the fairways. Some of those fairways were tough to hit. It was kind of sloped in some spots. And yeah, the rough was very thick. Um, I mean, the one, one of the bogeys I made, yeah, I just got in the rough and kind of hacking it down there trying to get by the green on this par five and um 
Yeah, that was tough. And I, I was playing with um, Carson Shockey, who yes. played at Iowa. He was a year younger than me. Um, we played, I had never met Carson, I don't think before, um, but just had you know, played against, you know, seen him at uh, college golf uh, events in college. Um, we would always come play Iowa's tournament. So I knew of Carson and um, that was good. He, he made it through as well. He shot even par. So we were kind of, I think we we're kind of feeding off each other. Um, just, you know, it's always nice, especially in a qualifier like this when you, know, you got other guys in your group playing well and kind of pushing you to, you know, keep hanging in well. I guess make pars on uh, on Wednesday, but um, yeah, it, it was fun playing with Carson, and um, yeah, it was fun that we both made it. Well, I, I had down here that, that you were paired with Carson, and, and he got through. And I was I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, you can't control you know who you're paired with or, or how they do, but do you feel like it's I don't I don't know how to pinpoint it. I guess, but I, I think you said it. It's always kind of nice when you're you're playing with somebody that's that's in the mix too, and you're. You know, not that you're really battling him, but you're kind of just you're feeding off each other, like you said. I mean, I think that's maybe as simple as as it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, obviously Carson's a great player, and he actually made it through to the U.S. Open last year. Um, so he had he had won the sectional. I think he played in Springfield, mm -hmm. Ohio. So yeah. you know, we know I know what type of player he is, and yeah, you know, just feeding off each other and. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's especially in a qualifier like that. I mean, you know, ideally you'd like to you don't know what everyone else is doing, but in a eighteen hole qualifier you just you know where everyone in your group stands. I mean, I guess one goal is to try to beat everyone in your group. Um obviously you know, you can right you not know, necessarily have to do that. But yeah, no, I, I think that was big. Um, you know, having having him playing well as well, um kind of feeding feeding up each other, yep. Uh, Connor, you said you, you turned in, in two over, which you know, obviously you want to go out and make a, a lot of birdies. But did you peek at the leaderboard? Did you kind of kind of know where you stood and that you were still in it really after after nine holes? I, You know what? I didn't look the whole day. The only time okay. I looked was coming up 18. I hit my tee shot on 18, and I looked. And I my scores weren't updated. I could kind of see where I – I don't know. My score—I don't know. My scores were only updated to like twelve holes. I can kind of see. I saw one guy was in at four under, then mm -hmm. no one else was. Maybe someone else was at even or one under at the time. So I knew I was right there. Uh, but no, I—I I, I didn't. I literally didn't look until walking up the last fairway. So um, I made a nice up and down on eight, eighteen. Was playing brutal um, straight back into the. I mean, it was. I don't know. It had to be blowing at least twenty-five. Um, tough hole and yeah i made a nice up and down which it turns out i i could have actually bogeyed the hole and it looks like i still would have been in but um yeah that was that yeah that was nice making par in 18 was yeah it was it was a good way to finish well i was just gonna say just glancing at the scores from from omaha country club yeah it looked like 18 was i mean even it looked like maybe even bogey wasn't the worst thing in the world on that hole because i saw a lot of a lot of doubles and triples on that yeah hole. yeah i mean it's it's the T for guys around here, um, it, I would compare it to almost hole number nine at Waveland for, for those that are familiar okay. with Waveland where you, your T ball is straight down the hill, then second shot straight back up the hill. I mean, this hole is you know, longer than the ninth hole at Waveland, but very, very similar sure. looking hole. Um, then playing back in, I mean, I was, I was in the left rough kind of buried and hacked like a six iron up there just short right of the green. And yeah, I mean, par, 
I didn't I didn't look at everyone's scores. I would be shocked if there was a birdie on eighteen yesterday. There could have been, but I bet it won more than one. Yeah, was, I don't I don't tough. think I, I don't think I saw one. I didn't go through every every scorecard by any means, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't playing easy for sure. Um no. Without seeing the course, um, did you have a maybe as you were playing, did you have kind of a sense of what you know what a score might be that you would need you with the you know five spots up for for grabs? I mean, obviously, like I said, you yeah. don't have to go out and just shoot six under and not have to worry about it, but did you did you have a sense right. of, you said you weren't looking at the leaderboard, but did you have kind of a sense like, hey, something maybe around, you know, even maybe a couple couple under is going to be just fine. Yeah, um, and actually, I, I should say I I played a practice round on Tuesday, but prior okay. to this week, I had never Not been sure. over to uh, Omaha Country Club, so I did I did play a practice round Tuesday afternoon the day before. Um, okay, and yeah, I mean, just after yeah, I mean, you get a get a pretty good feel for the course and how it's going to play. I mean you know, conditions can change and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, seeing, you know, what kind of golf course it was and um, yeah, just how, yeah, how hilly it was and the greens were fast and the rough, I mean, the rough was, yeah, it was hard to, yeah, you're scrambling to make par pretty much if you're hitting the rough. So yeah, just seeing how it was playing on Tuesday, I knew, I knew par in my head. I was talking about that with my friends the night before from back home. They were kind of asking, Oh, what do you think is going to make it through? I was like, I bet, I bet par would probably do it or even one over. And I, it turns out that I think one over was gotten to a playoff for that last spot. So yeah, it was, yeah. And I, like I said, I, I kind of prefer conditions like that where, you know, grinding out par, I don't know. That, that's kind of always how I, I feel like I uh, tend to play well in those, those types of conditions. Connor, was there any, any certain reason you picked Omaha, maybe say over Riverside or, or one of the other ones? Yeah. I mean, not, Real, I mean, I've been to Riverside a lot. I like the golf course a lot. Um, but gosh, with the senior open being at Omaha Country Club last summer, and I never played it before, and sure. it was pretty much the same the same drive from Des Moines yeah, where right. I live or in Ankeny. So I was like, uh, I might go. I might go check out this place. I I check another course off the list I've never played before. That I know it's close to home, and I know it's a very good one. So no, it, it was fun. Um, yeah, I'm glad I got to see the place and. Yeah, that would have been a long – as I was – literally as I was walking, <laughs> playing that course, yeah, or, I mean, it was very hot, but I was thinking of the, the, the seniors last summer there at the U.S. Senior Open. That would have been – I couldn't imagine what those guys felt like after a week of walking that place. Um, yeah, that <laughs> I was I was beat after one day walking it. So, um, yeah, that was it, – it was fun. It, it, it was a good day. Connor, what would you say were the, the keys to your success? Was it a matter of just that you kind of – you kind of thrive on when maybe conditions are a little harder. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, yeah, I would definitely say so. And I, I made, I mean, just with it being 18 holes, I mean, every, I mean, definitely, I mean, no matter what, how many holes are in the event, I mean, every shot matters, especially an 18 hole qualifier like that. I mean, every shot really does matter. And I, <clears throat> I made a lot of just given the conditions and, you know, scrambling, getting up and down stuff like that. I mean, I made a lot of, you know, good par, say five to 10 footers that, you know, kind of can make, especially in an 18 hole qualifier and kind of make or break your round or, you know, definitely be the difference you get in or not. So yeah, definitely. I, I putted it well. I hit it. I drove it pretty well, hit my irons. Okay. Um, and yeah, and I honestly, I think I was looking back. I think I got up and down every time I missed a green. So that was, that was huge. 
can you talk to me a little bit about that uh, birdie streak you got on it? And then we kind of a second lead up question to that. Um, what kind of after you, you make maybe two or maybe the first two, are you kind of thinking, Hey, this might be my day. Yeah. So I, let's see. I, yeah. So I, I, I was two over on the front nine and then, yeah, I birdied hole 10, which is a kind of a shorter par five kind of down the hill then back up the hill from the second shot. It was like driver nine iron. Um, so I made birdie there and then, yeah, it was both 13 and 14, 13 was a drivable par four that I laid up on just, it was, it was pretty windy and it was, it was a tough tee ball. So I laid up and made birdie with the wedge there and then made a long birdie put on 14. Um, so that was nice to get a little momentum there, get a few shots back when it was getting tough. I mean, as the day went on, it kept getting windier. So it was definitely playing tougher. Um, so it was nice to pick a couple up there on 13 and 14 and 15 was the long par three down the hill where I had a, I had a good look and, and didn't make it, but, um, yeah, picking up those birdies on 13 and 14 was big. And then, yeah, I just managed to par those last four holes and, and fortunately made it through. Connor, I should know the answer to this question, but have you gotten through to, to final qualifying before? I have. Yeah. So this, I this will be my third time playing sectionals. Okay. Um, okay. I played, yeah, 2016, and then it was either 2018 or 2019. 2016, I played the one in Spring, the, the sectional in Springfield, Ohio, and then 2018 or 19, I played in the there's a sectional in Houston that she, that year, so I played it there. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's fun. I mean, just yeah, you never know. I mean, it's just it's one day, you know. You get even with it being, you know whole different even being one day i mean you can get hot for one day and right. have any holes in one day you just never know versus you know two separate days you know you get the course feeling different you know you don't have a whole lot but you got more time to think about it overnight and whatnot it's just yeah it, it's a fun day and yeah i'm really looking forward to it where are you hoping to go for for final qualifying yeah so i i picked uh my first pick was springfield ohio one just i, I like that golf course and when I played it, it was, I mean, around par got you into a playoff, I believe. For the, okay. I, I can't remember. Like, there was four spots a year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the golf course suits my game. And, um, yeah, I mean, just going back to somewhere you're familiar with, I think is a good plan for something like this. So, that's my first choice. And then I think second choice was Olympic Club in San Francisco, which would be, you know, I oh, wouldn't wow. be upset nice. if that's where I ended up to. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd and be all right, too, wouldn't it? Yeah. New York. yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, no, I mean wherever I end up, I'll be happy just to have a chance. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize they were hosting a uh, a final qualifying spot, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, like I said, I would not be upset if I ended up there. Cool, cool. Well, Connor, uh, we wish you wish you nothing but uh, the best at final qualifying. And like I've said to a couple of other guys, hopefully we'll have you back on pot on the podcast after a. A successful qualification into the U.S. Open. How's that sound? Oh boy, yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd I'd love that. All right, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yep, thank you, Clint. All right, welcome back to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you. One more guest for this episode, I think, and it's for a good reason. Charles John from Sperry, Iowa. I like to say Sperry Charles because 
not a lot of people know where Sperry is, but I do. So <laughs> yeah. regardless of where you go in life, you're always going to be from Sperry in anything that I probably write. So just fine, have, man. Uh, you're okay with that. That's why that's the way we're going to roll. But uh, you traveled over to Illinois and uh, grabbed a spot in uh, U.S. Open local qualifying, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, you know, I was thinking about doing the one at Riverside, but I've never – never really played that well at, at, uh, at blue top Ridge. So, and I spent, um, three years over playing golf at Bradley. So I thought it'd be a good move to go over and play, um, in central Illinois. I kind of, I've heard good things about line at country club and, um, went over there and, you know, it's kind of an old style classic, um, country club, you know, pretty, pretty similar to Wakanda, okay. um, where I, where I won the stadium last year. Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought it would be, be a good fit for my game and uh and turn out it did so well so like you said Illini Country Club one of the three uh U.S. Open locals that the Chicago District Golf Association hosted uh 68 minus three was good on Monday May 16th uh Charlie you look to me like from what I could tell on the the scorecard you started on your back nine is that right yep so I started on the back um the first hole I hit like a four iron off the tee and then every other part four and five the rest of the way was uh was driver off the tee. And even though the course was only playing about 6,600 yards long, so it was pretty short, but the fairways were pretty tight. It was really tightly tree line course. So I kind of, you know, I'd look at the pin on each hole and see, you know, if it's on the right or the left and kind of, you know, if I was going to miss on one side of the fairway, you know, in the rough, I picked, you know, for example, if the pin was going to be on the right, I, I made sure to miss, try to miss my drive on the left side of the, of the fairway. So I would have an angle to the hole because the greens were pretty, were pretty firm and fast. So uh, let's see, I started on 10, made all pars until uh, got home in two on a par five and two putted for birdie 14 missed about an eight footer for birdie. And then the next hole is a short par three and uh, made a nice, probably 25, 30 footer for birdie and had it to two under. And really the thing that kind of saved my, saved my round from, you know, going back to even or, or, uh, you know, keeping me under par was that I made a lot of good three and four footers and you think three and four footers are easy, but the greens there were probably running 11 or 12 and okay. probably 11 and add on, add on to the fact that, you know, a couple of those greens were really sloped and you got a, I had a couple of, you know, downhill really nerve testing putts that uh, really tested my nerves in the middle of my round there and um, kept it going. Made uh made birdie on one, my tenth hole, and then on the second, on my eleventh hole, I hit a perfect drive, and literally shanked a wedge shot. Oh no! Came out came out of nowhere, and that'll I mean any golfer knows that'll test your nerves. Mm -hmm. But uh, kind of you know took a deep breath, uh, focused myself, and made bogey in that situation. Um. And really the rest of the round was kind of, you know, I had to, I was two under through 11 at that point. And I'm like, you know, it started to get windy out there. Um, the greens were already firm and fast. So I'm like, you know, two under is probably going to be good enough at the end of the day because they have a, they have a qualifier there every year. And I've, you know, I've been looking over there, you know, what numbers got in and two under is pretty in the historically has been pretty good to get in. So yeah, a pretty solid score. Yeah. That actually kind of leads me into kind of a two part question. Did you, did you look or kind of know where you stood um, 
after nine. And, and like you said, you kind of knew the history of the course, but so maybe you just kind of had an idea of, of what you needed to be. I, I didn't really have like a strategy of thinking, you know, you know, if I'm this far in, I'm going to look at the scores. Like I was playing well, my mindset was good. You know, I was going, I was just kind of going shot for shot, you know, executing each shot. And I really didn't, I never looked at the leaderboard at once uh, during the round. And, you know, I kind of think I knew if I got to two or three under, I would, uh, I would probably be in and I didn't want to look at the leaderboard and, you know, realize that, cause I thought I would probably look at the leaderboard and realize that I only needed to shoot like maybe even, even or one under to mm-hmm. get in. And I didn't want to think like, Oh, you just got to you know coast in and you'll be fine. You know, right. I wanted to keep pushing. I wanted to keep pushing the envelope and, you know, trying to set myself up for birdies each hole. So, um, you know, I think my mindset was more like, don't think about your score. Think about executing your game plan and each shot the best you can. And, you know, if you can do that, then you're going to qualify. So, um, and that's what I ended up doing. I uh, finished my round out pretty strong. I had a good eight foot par save on my uh, fourth to last hole and then made a good birdie on uh, number seven, uh, par five. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then I – so I was actually playing – I actually played with the guy who won it, Sam Stevens, who's a – he was a really good player, um, plays on the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, he – we were both – we were both kind of going back and forth all day, and that was kind of my – that was kind of good too because, you know, it kind of gave me someone to, you know, try to try to play with and, and battle with versus, you know, just me going out there and try to shoot, shoot a score, so – yeah, that it was good. brings up a, a point that I can't think if it was Connor or or maybe one of the other guys mentioned. Um, you know, it's kind of nice if you're you can't you can't really control it, but it's nice if you can kind of play with with somebody. Then you're kind of feeding off each other, and obviously you don't have to just beat them, but you know you, you just kind of feed off each other, don't you? Exactly. Like if you're if you're watching good golf, you're gonna play good golf, and uh, it's just it's nice to see, you know, him hit good shots. And, you know, if you're not teeing off first, it's, it's good. To, it's honestly, it's good to see a good tee shot before you, you know, cause I knew there was five spots. Like I don't have to, I don't have to beat this guy to get through. Right. And I mean, I wanted to, but um, sure. I, I knew it wasn't the, you know, end all be all. So that definitely helps. Charles, obviously the, this spring has just been not good for golf. Have you been able to play much this spring leading up to, to the U S open local? Yeah, so I was I was in Arizona this winter, okay, um, playing in, in mini tour stuff and practicing down there. And I came back mid April, um, and I came back right the right week. It kind of started warming up right about then. So, uh, yeah, I've been I've been back at Burlington Golf Club, uh, just practicing and playing every day and um, getting myself uh, tuned up for for some more mini tour events and and this qualifier. So. Um, I've been, I know it's, it, uh, most Iowa golfers haven't been as lucky cause it's been, I know it's been kind of crappy in mm-hmm. March and April, but, uh, hopefully we're, we're in the, uh, in the warmer months and we're going to stay like that. So, yeah, I hope so. Um, so you've been through local qualifying before and been to uh, final qualifying. Um, can you just talk to me maybe kind of what you learned the last time you were there and kind of how you could take that on to, uh, the next step here this year? Yeah. So last time I qualified at Davenport country club, uh, with you guys. And, um, 
I was first alternate, missed out. Like I, I was in a three for two playoff with I think Sean McCarty and uh, Frank Lindwall. And uh, and but I got the call from the USGA. That was a really cool call. And I was that year actually it rained a ton, and I didn't. And a lot of the courses in the area were closed because it rained so much. So I didn't get the the preparation I wanted it to. But I still felt good about my game. Um, but then I, you know, I was, I'm definitely, a, I feel like I'm a definitely a lot better player now. And, and back then, obviously I was kind of starstruck um, going up to, to that one because I got the call from the, the one in Columbus, Ohio, which was, you mm. know, where all the, the PGA tour guys go. So right. like, I, I think before my round, I was warming up next to Harold Varner and Kevin Tway. And then uh, I played with uh, Robert Streb, Ted Potter and, um, Jonas Blix that day and all three of those guys have won on the PGA tour. So, you know, I was more, I think, you know, I was obviously trying to qualify, but I didn't play very well, but you know, back then it was kind of experience, but sure. I think this, this time I, my game feels a lot better. Um, you know, I'm a more experienced player, um, three years down the road. So I expect a lot more out of myself, but I also know that I can, I can, you know, play with these guys and, professional golfer now and that's my that's been my goal to you know playing these big events so hopefully um you know 36 holes one day and you know if you have a good day you're in the u.s open which is pretty cool it's pretty cool the usga sets that up so anything can happen right exactly um yeah anything can happen and um you just gotta it's just a grind 36 holes is a grind but uh done it in college a lot and i'll be uh, i'll be ready to do it again on uh, I think June 6th it is so well I was just gonna say you know obviously you played in a lot of our qualifiers in USAM and, and 36 old days but you know I think college a lot of these college kids it's you know it's, it helps when you played a lot of 36 whole days in a lot of your you know competitions that first day you use usually a 36 whole day so it's it's something you're used to at least to, to some degree I would say yeah I I would agree with that like so last time I played the U.S. Open sectionals I uh I played with, you know, most of those PGA Tour guys aren't playing 36 holes in one day. So, they're, right. <laughs> like, I was playing with Robert Shev and Ted Potter's second round, and um, they were getting tired walking <laughs> on their second 18. And uh, I remember Robert Streb had – they'd gone to – he'd gone to Dick's and, and bought um, bought his caddy, like, a top-flight golf bag. Oh, so, that his caddy, so his caddy didn't have to carry around his uh, – his tour staff bag for 36 holes. So, (laughs) so that was kind of funny, but it's definitely a, it's, I think, you know, it's a physical grind, but I think the biggest thing is it's a mental grind. You know, you gotta, if you're going to try to qualify for the U S open, you gotta, you gotta mentally be there, you know, every shot for all 36 holes. So. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, do you, I assume you put, put down Columbus as maybe one is one of your preferred uh, sites where, where else do you, you hope to, to go maybe? Um, I'm thinking, you know, either the Springfield, Ohio site or the Columbus, Ohio site. Um, I know those are like a lot of the, where the tour guys go, but, uh, you know, they obviously have more adjusted, you know, spots for those qualifiers. So I'll probably, I'll probably end up going to one of those too. So good deal. Good deal. Well, Charles, I appreciate you coming on the the podcast, uh, this afternoon and going to kind of, 
reiterate what I've told the other guys. Hopefully uh, we have you back after a successful run at uh, final qualifying into the U S open. And uh, we wish you nothing but, but luck and enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Cause as we know, golf, you never know, you never know when you're going to get your next shot. So, so you got a job to do as you know, but uh, enjoy the moment. Exactly. I will. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on Clint. Before we sign off, I want to mention a couple other players with Iowa ties that have gotten through U.S. Open local qualifying. Both Carson and Alex Shockey, who played at the University of Iowa, qualified over in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I was told that Benton Weinberg, who played at the University of Iowa, also qualified into final qualifying for the U.S. Open. And right before I talked with Charlie, I came across Tim Lim, who played at Drake, uh, qualified at one of the other sites in Illinois. So we got quite a few guys from uh, either from Iowa or with Iowa ties headed to final qualifying for the U.S. Open. Uh, if any listeners know of anyone else that's moving on to final qualifying, please let me know. Shoot me an email, clint at iowagolf.org. Uh, we'll have a link and a, a post up on our website with all the guys in final qualifying and where they'll be playing once the USGA finalizes all of that. So keep an eye on our website, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.